0: Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening
1: and
2: enjoy the show. If I'm willing to speak up and share my testimony online, maybe someone else will, and before you know it, someone else will, and someone else will, and you can create an army of people willing to speak about the church and share things they love about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's been super powerful and fun to connect with the other creators to help us feel not so alone.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. I'm here with David, and we are here with our friend Jasmine Rapley. Um, we are super stoked to have her on the show with us. Um, I personally am a big fan. She does some really cool stuff with Book of Mormon Central, kind of like what we're doing, but super, super awesome. Mm-hmm. And talking about temples. Anyway, we'll 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 go into it. But she is a content creator and great person. So. Before uh, we get started, just give us like a quick, who are you,
2: what do you do? So, as you said, my name is Jasmine Rapley. I work for Book of Mormon Central. I'm kind of a project manager, content creator. It's a nonprofit, we're small, we wear a lot of hats, depends on the week, what our jobs are. But um, I really love studying and talking about the scriptures and I love sharing about the scriptures and the gospel on social media. And when people have hard questions about the gospel, I just love, you know, diving in, researching a bit, and coming out with videos or content that might be helpful for people. I grew up on the East Coast, but I've lived here in Utah for the last, like, 12 years, so I'm loving it. And I'm a huge fan of Saints Unscripted. You guys have just done some really solid work.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So, okay, so I I have a question. Uh, Besides your work with Book of Mormon Central, you also have your own YouTube channel called Temple
2: Light. Right. That is correct. This is my little side project. It's just a personal project of mine called Temple Light. And it exists to help people prepare for the temple because, you know, there's a reticence to talk openly about the temple since we do consider it really sacred. And that's so super understandable. But at the same time, you know, it can be intimidating to go to the temple for the first time. So I really wanted to create some resources, some like short videos that kind of step by step walked you through what to expect, you know, some temple prep lessons, if you will. So I've mostly done that to help people prepare. And also, you know, when people are searching online for temple content, if you you know, Google or YouTube search something on Latter-day Saint Temples, you might get a lot of other things that aren't (laughs) going to be helpful in preparing you for the temple. And so I'm hoping that providing some additional content can also uh, provide a positive contribution to the conversation.
0: They're really good, guys. If you've not seen her stuff on Temple Light, go check it out, especially if you're going to be going through the temple soon. But also if you've already been through the temple, again, you're right. Like we don't talk a lot about it. Like some people like, it, it pains me when people like get to the temple and they don't even know what covenants they're going to be making, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to do better at preparing ourselves. And this is one way you can do that. So check that out.
2: And you know, Elder Bednar said in 2019, he gave a conference talk where he gave some pretty you know clear guidelines about what we can and can't talk about. He said something to the effect of, you know, because we love the Lord, we should treat his sacred house with reverence. So we should not disclose or describe the sacred symbols that we receive in association with covenants or the special information we specifically promise to disclose. But then he follows it up by saying, um, because the temple is the house of the Lord, we can speak about the Lord. We can talk about Jesus Christ and the principles, doctrines, and uh, concepts associated with that. And so I think that does give us a lot of freedom to discuss the temple in really respectful ways as long as we're framing it around what we know from the scriptures, church history, Jesus Christ, and as long as we're being respectful, reverent, and not disclosing the things we specifically promise not to. Yep. Great,
0: great summary. Okay, so um, you've got Temple Light going on. um, You work for Book of Mormon Central, but more specifically, you're doing a lot of content surrounding the Scripture Plus app.
2: Right, so I work a lot with the Scripture Plus app. You should download it if you haven't. It's for free on iOS, uh, Kindle, and Android. And it's basically a mobile app, kind of like your gospel library app where you can read the scriptures. But instead of just having the scriptures there, in a panel on the bottom, as you're scrolling through your scriptures, you'll have like commentaries pop up or images or videos or general conference quotes, or anything that might elucidate that particular verse. So we think it's a super handy tool and resource for diving deeper into your gospel study. So I kind of run the social media accounts for Scripture Plus. And so I make videos and content on like TikTok and Instagram. Kind of talking about some of the content you can find in the Scripture Plus app, but then also going off and discussing some hard questions people have about the church, where you can find more information, and kind of breaking it down in a shorter, easier-to-digest way. And then, if you want to learn more, you can go to the Scripture Plus app and read all about it.
1: Man, I'm so excited to check it out. I I am lame, and I don't have the app yet, so I'm Mm -hmm. going to download it today. But um, we're going to link all this stuff in the description as well so you guys can find it easily. But, I mean, you've got these amazing projects going on. Would you mind sharing with us, like, what kind of led you to this point to, you know, working with Book of Mormon Central and sharing the gospel so openly and, and about the temple and things? Like, how how did you get to
2: this point? Well, I started my love of the scriptures when I was a teenager, specifically When I was seminary age, we didn't have a terribly strong seminary program. I mean, I lived on the East Coast. There weren't a whole lot of resources. And so my mom really wanted to make sure we had a solid seminary experience. And so bless her heart. She did home study with us, but it was just like, you know, AP level seminary (laughs) or whatever. But the biggest thing she did is she made sure that every time we read the scriptures, we would ask questions and then write them down. And then on Sunday, we get together and we go through all your questions. And that really just like inspired just like a love of the scriptures wanting to learn more and it gave me a framework of how to approach questions and eventually you know i learned how to answer questions on my own but it was so nice to have someone who would listen to me and like walk through and talk through some questions i had about the scriptures and so that's when i started loving the scriptures and then i went to brigham young university and i studied ancient near eastern studies which is kind of like biblical studies i did like the greek new testament but i also studied hebrew while i was there and i loved it but obviously there's not a lot you can do professionally with that. And so, I started to pivot towards taking a lot of computer programming classes and IT courses and things like that. And so, when it came time to graduate, I happened to get connected with John W. Welch, who is the founder of Book of Mormon Central. And he's a biblical scholar, a Book of Mormon scholar. He's kind of like a veteran in the Latter-day Saint. (laughs) Discovered chiasmus in the Book of Mormon,
0: things like that.
2: He discovered chiasmus in the Book of Mormon. And so, I got connected with him and He basically said, We're looking for a web developer who has a background in biblical studies. So that ended up being a match made in heaven. Yeah. And I felt really blessed. And so I started off kind of being some of their tech support, but I've transitioned and shifted and pivoted roles over the years, because like I said, we're a small organization. We all wear a ton of hats. And so now I mostly do a lot of content creation, doing videos on some of these tough topics in the church, or uh, helping to design our Scripture Plus app and things like that. So it's been a journey, but it's
0: it's been a lot of fun. So, talking more about your social media presence, that's been more of a recent thing in the last one or two years? Yeah.
2: How's that been going for you? Do, do you like it? Oh, it is probably, at this point, my favorite part of my job because it's just really fun to interact with people more directly. Mm-hmm. And once the Scripture Plus app launched in like 2019, we started some social media accounts for it, but I really got more engaged mm-hmm. in it in the last year or so when we decided it was time to get on TikTok. And so then we started making more videos and that has been really, really fun, but it's definitely different. Every social media platform is different. You know, you think you figured out how to (laughs) share things on Facebook and then, you know, Instagram comes out and you try to figure out, okay, I think I get how Instagram works. And then you try TikTok and you're like, oh, I got to learn everything all over again. I mean, everything's different, Yeah. Yeah. but it's been a lot of fun. Um, One of the challenges of TikTok is there is a lot of Uh, critical material on the church on TikTok. As far as the number of like faithful Latter-day Saint creators versus those who criticize the church or have left the church, there's like a pretty wide gap. And so uh, it can be easy to get a lot of critical feedback or a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of like resiliency among the Latter-day Saint TikTokers, those who are putting themselves out there and are speaking out there's a certain sense of uh, camaraderie between the other creators and there's also a certain sense of like i said resiliency all of a sudden those criticisms don't bother you as much anymore because you know you've heard them all there's you know there's no surprises anymore you've you've heard everything you've seen them in the comments and so you start to develop a little bit of tough skin and you also develop stronger faith in some ways it leads you to Look into those questions more, leads you to study more. And before you know it, it leads you to a more robust faith. So personally, it's been a great growing opportunity. And I've seen that happen with a lot of other Latter day Saint TikTok creators too. It's been really fun to connect with them and get to know them and kind of be this small group trying to make a little bit of a difference. And to watch it grow has been really fun too. I think there's
0: something to be said for creators that are trying to build something. And I'm not just talking about Latter day Saint creators, I'm talking about Catholic creators or, or, or Protestants or whatever you may support, but it, it's just, it's really easy to destroy something in 30 seconds. You can knock down a building pretty darn fast, you know, with a click of a button, if you've, you know, set the explosives up, right? But it's a lot harder to build a building, to construct something. And I think on TikTok, you know, it's it's really easy to just, you know, launch various criticisms and claims and try to hurt people's faith. Whether again, that's Latter Day Saint faith. I see a lot of it in uh, evangelicalism these days. Hashtag deconstruction, yeah, mm-hmm. evangelical, evangelical mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and and that's I I don't want to discount the experiences of those that are struggling with their faith, but but it's I think harder to build something than it is to knock it down. And so I have a lot of respect for people like you and these other Latter Day Saint creators and those of other religions as well that are trying to build faith. Uh, i think that's a a valuable thing and a challenging thing and it and it says something about i think your your character to to be able to do that and and deal with a lot of the criticisms that come along with it
2: well thanks i do agree i think like you said it's easier to tear something down than build it up and in the comments or in responses you'll get very similar responses over and over you may get like the same five to ten comments that just come over and over and sometimes by the same people and so it can feel like an onslaught it can feel like a flood and it can feel overwhelming sometimes it's like well what about this well, what about this well, what about this about the church um, but if you just kind of take a step back and you know give yourself some space give yourself some patience uh think about it a little let it sit let it simmer and then maybe do some study and reading you can find out that you can build something just because people are trying to tear it down doesn't mean that there's not a solid foundation there to build on
1: well and I think that's really valuable especially when social media can kind of make you feel like you're alone in something there's kind of that illusion that everyone else is thinking this thing even though it's it might not be the case because social media just does that and so the way you carry yourself on TikTok and you're you're confident and you talk about our faith in such a just like a confident way and and informative and just really just helping people learn about it, Um, other people notice that. And as I've kind of been on TikTok through the last couple of years, I know when it first started, there was really hardly anything, uh, hardly any like members of the church on there talk about our faith, at least confidently. And, and I'm seeing more and more of that. And so I think that you have really helped that, you know, people are seeing like, Oh, Hey, she's talking about our faith, like super confidently, like I can do that too. And I've seen more and more. So that has been really cool.
2: I think there is something to be said about just the social contagion aspect of you know if if I'm willing to speak up and share my testimony online maybe someone else will and before you know it someone else will and someone else will and you can create an army of people willing to speak about the church and share things they love about the gospel of Jesus Christ and it's been super Powerful and fun to connect with the other creators to help us feel not so alone because we know there's only a few of us and so to do like live collaborations I did one with you David a few months ago and to you know just message them saying hey I really loved that video you did I thought it tackled this topic really well or to just you know comment back and forth hype each other up it can go a long way in building a community where people are not just okay being a member of the church, but proud to be a member of the church, and love being a member of this church, and love the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: That's a really good point. I think that it it can be really easy to feel ashamed that you're a member of the church. Which is so weird because, you know, we believe it and we love it, uh, but when there are so many voices, or a few voices that are repeatedly, you know, being vocal, telling you, you know, to be ashamed, essentially, uh, that can be a hard uh, paradigm to to overcome but uh being together in it you know goes goes a long way and and not feeling isolated uh is important so i guess one question i might have is a lot of our viewers they watch youtube they're on these other social media accounts and they're seeing a lot of things that are critical of our faith because it's hard to differentiate between the two for algorithms i think you know <laughs> like i'm i'm consuming a lot yeah. of positive content about our faith but it always brings in a lot of negative stuff as well. What advice would you have for our viewers that kind of feel maybe a little bit overwhelmed or unsure of how to react to a lot of this information?
2: Well, even though I'm on these platforms like TikTok and Instagram and love it, I would say it's helpful to take breaks every once in a while. Sometimes just being very online can create a toxic environment where you're not thinking straight or you're not allowing yourself the space you need to process information. So. Take social media fast. I think that's super helpful. Uh, but there's also underutilized tools in all of these apps to help curate your feed. If you really do want just like faithful content, you can, when a critical video pops up, there are buttons where you can say, Oh, I don't want this, you know. Uh, you know, remove this from my feed in the future, things like that. And the algorithm will start to pick up on it um, if that's helpful for you. Though sometimes getting a variety of perspectives can be helpful. And like I said, it can, you know, broaden your view. It can inspire you to dive deeper into questions you may have um, and connect with other people you wouldn't have. So my biggest advice is to take breaks when you need it, understand that you're not alone, and to just not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bear your testimony in any way possible.
0: Love it.
1: Was it President Nelson that said, as important as it is to make our social media experience full, like follow all those accounts that that uplift you and help you learn about the gospel. And also as equally important, your spiritual own personal study, like as you dive into the scriptures and, and everything. So how is your, I guess, relationship been with your own personal study as you've done this? Has that just like... Broadened. I don't know. Absolutely. I feel like there's such a balance, you know.
2: Oh, I feel like I've learned a ton just from having to Answer a bunch of questions. And I someone asks a question, I might vaguely know where to look and what resources are, but until you actually have to answer someone face to face or comment to comment or video to video or whatever, all of a sudden you realize, like, oh, I actually need to, you know, brush up on this. And so it leads me to go down rabbit holes of study and to kind of put things together. And it's a ton of fun. Though I must say, in my personal scripture study, it is kind of all over the place. I feel like between come follow me and like the gospel questions I have on TikTok <laughs> or things I'm working on, projects for Book of Mormon Century which leads me in other parts of the scriptures I am very inconsistent in my scripture (laughs) study I'm just all over the place and so I wouldn't say this has been an experience that has helped me gain a very consistent predictable habit (laughs) but it has led me on a huge adventure of journey and growth of learning about the gospel loving the gospel and stuff like that
1: yeah well thank you so much for for coming on the show with us and for doing what you do I'm it's Definitely helping a lot of people, including myself, including us here at Saints and Scripted. So, um, if you guys want to follow her on all of those channels that we were talking about, we'll link them all below and make sure to check them out because they're very well thought out and, and very good.
0: So,
2: awesome. Well, yeah. I think you guys are awesome too. I love Saints and
0: Scripted. <laughs> Thanks, Jasmine. Any final thoughts? Or are we good? I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay, guys. Great. See you next time.